This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Tuesday, the 29th of November. Coming up, Elon Musk annoys Apple. Google have been paying radio hosts to talk about their Pixel phones. Oh, really? And the Sunu Band. Hmm. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Yeah, okay, I might run out of time on that one. <laughs> Sean Priest is with me. Hi, Sean. How are you today? I'm very good, Stephen. Thank you. The 29th today. Yeah, no, it's nearly, it's nearly, it's nearly December. Did you know That's- that? Absolutely ridiculous. And what's that rhyme? I can never remember it. 28 days, days have November, have to September, April, May, and, and December. And September. I can never remember. I'm 50 years old nearly, and I still have no idea how many days It's because it doesn't make any month. sense. It doesn't. And as it goes on, the, the rhyme just disintegrates. It's structurally flawed. Terrible. Let's exactly. come up with a new one. Okay, excellent. Well, uh, nice to see we're all off to a good start. Uh, do you know, I'm fueled by coffee today because I, you know, I did that thing again. I woke up at four o'clock this morning. Am I becoming an old man, Sean? Yes, you are. Welcome to my world. I went to bed at quarter to seven in the <laughs> evening last night <laughs> and slept cool. right through till 1am and got up and started eating everything in the kitchen till about four o'clock. So, yes, anytime you're up at 4am, just text me and we'll record something. So oh, we're we always should do the through the night show. Yeah, that's it. Let's, let's call up. Let's call up AMI. Let's call up the staff and say, right, come on, we want to go live at four a.m. Um, I, I, Double tap at night. Oh. Do you really know the difference? I mean, honestly, the way we do this show, right? People don't realise this, and maybe we're pulling the curtain back too far. Huh? But you know, we record the show all kinds of the time, a day and night. So mm. you know, it wouldn't matter. No, no you wouldn't know the difference. It'd be uh, midnight for all you okay, know. Okay, let's try that tonight, four a.m. See you then. Yeah, I think that's it's going to be. We should actually. I have a feeling we're going to have the four AM club starting quite soon. <laughs> I just have a hunch the four AM club is going to start because I don't know. Is it a blind thing? I don't know. I don't think it is for me. I just think it's it's. I don't know. I went to bed at eleven o'clock, and I was tired, yes. and I woke up at four o'clock. And you know what? The mistake I made was that I put the radio on to get me back to sleep, and that's never a good idea, really, when you think mm. about it. And I put the radio on, and the guy's talking about food. He's talking about hot dogs and sandwiches. And I'm thinking, I'm really hungry now. So yeah. I text the guy and I said, thanks very much. Now I have to go and eat fruit bread because, you know, I like fruit bread. And um, that was me. So I got up and I did that. And then I ended up watching episodes of The Larry Sanders Show well, from 1992. Just... <laughs> Why do we do that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> have you Have you started doing your golden rule of not taking the phone into the bedroom with you and <laughs> leaving it somewhere else? So here's the problem, right? So last night I slept on the couch. Now, before you panic, oh, it's all right. Everything's oh, fine. No. no, it's fine. Oh, Everything's no. fine. Mrs. Yeah. Scott and I are on perfectly, well, no. I think we're on perfectly good terms. No, we're yes. fine. Um, she's been suffering, really suffering from allergies recently. And she has always had allergies with the guy. Allergic dog. to Stephen Scott. She's I know allergic that feeling. to me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I said, look, what I'll do is I'll sleep on the couch tonight. I was so tired. I thought I'll sleep right through. So I'll sleep on the couch and I'll keep the dog with me and you just get a good night's sleep. So that was the caring, sharing side that is Stephen Scott. You're and a beautiful man. I am, I know. I also wanted to have check out a film I was wanting to watch. But anyway, oh. so, yeah. Oh, um, hello. No, no, no. Behave, <laughs> behave. God, are you kidding? <laughs> I can get to sleep fine on my own. But Stop it. Honestly, so I'm... <laughs> so, so I... Um, Ooh, quickly. I can't. Move on, quickly. <laughs> So anyway, I go to to lie down in the kitchen and I fall asleep. It's about half past 11, get to sleep and I wake up at four and I'm just like, oh, so that's me. So I'm up. And of course the dogs want out. They want to, you know, they want to play. They want to go outside. Mm -hmm. So, okay, fine. So that was it. So I was up at that point. And um, about seven o'clock, I'm getting things ready and I'm I'm getting myself ready for us to get together and do our show. I want to start recording eight. That's my, in my head. Yes. And it's all going fine until... That's where it stays. It's always yeah, in our heads. It's always, in, it's always in our heads. That's the plan. It's the aim we always go for. So anyway, I, I plan out to, you know, come up here. And, you know, little Coco, the guide dog, is uh, running around. And I'm thinking, where, where is she? She's not upstairs. She normally just follows you around where, wherever you are, but she's, she's yeah. not anywhere to be found. She's not outside. And I can hear a noise from the kitchen. 
Oh, that's always a bad sign. Oh, that's never good. And I can hear, oh no, oh no. And I go into the kitchen and there are two black bags. It's been day today, so all the bags were ready to go out. All ripped open, all across the kitchen. All the rubbish is strewn. Mm. And that was my morning. Was And, and let's just say choice words were used in the yes. making of the production that followed. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was not the best start to my day. Oh, and it wasn't dogs. a great start anyway. Don't you just love dogs? They're aren't amazing, they brilliant? aren't they? Drive me absolutely crazy. Get a guide dog, they said. Get a guide dog. One of the best things in the world. Get guide dogs are great. Perfectly trained, no, perfectly yeah, behaved. Absolutely. They, they will behave constantly. Absolutely no problem at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> when well, they've got the harness on, they are brilliant. Yeah. Might always keep the harness just, on. I just never take the harness. I'm like, why do people take the harness off? It just doesn't make any sense. Because when the harness is on, they behave impeccably. Mm. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Anyway, so that was my morning. How about anyway, you? Yes, no, my morning's fine. I've had two uh, fried egg sandwiches and I'm ready to go. I'm roaring. I'm raring and I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm tired, I must admit. Yeah, well, look, we'll, we'll, we're going to batter through it, or battle, batter through it, battle through it together. Both work. Other words are available, and some of them I may even use. Um, Blather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to hear from uh, Mariana from the company Sunu. Now, Mariana, I spoke to in 2019. She may or may not be with the company anymore, I don't know. But you know, I spoke to Mariana, and the reason I bring it up is because uh, we had the call from Ronnie yesterday on the show, you'll remember, uh, where she was asking about, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of different, you know, aids to get around. And, you know, we talk about obviously the, the value of the white cane, but what else we could add on to that. And the Sunu band comes up quite a lot. And um, Ronnie mentioned it yesterday, and I thought it'd be good today just to maybe revisit that conversation that we had with Mariana from the company. Because I had a look at the website, I haven't looked at, at the product, and not, if I'm honest, a lot hasn't changed in the last few years. No, uh, why would it? That's not a bad thing. No. But it did give me a chance to reuse the interview. So, you know, every cloud. Um, but, you know, th- that's the point, right? That we can kind of get a chance to revisit this conversation. So we'll have the, the, you'll hear this chat later. As I say, we recorded it when I was at Site Village in, I think it was Birmingham, in 2019. Before lockdown. Wow. Yeah, that's right. That was the, this was the, you know, the beginning of, hey, we're going to be out and we're going to get out and do more stuff. And of course, then yeah. the whole world stopped. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that'd be interesting too. To go back to, so we're, we're going to talk about that today. I want to mention this though because this is this is kind of fun. So Google paid millions apparently to radio hosts to endorse the Pixel Four, they even did. though they hadn't used it. I'm uh, talking about the radio hosts here. I'm, yeah, I'm sat in my shed in Hawaii right now with my millions from Google. I think maybe that, that I, I at least this is I'm kind of wondering if this shed you have in Manchester is just maybe some kind of uh, fake shed. You know, yes. the real shed is somewhere else. No, exactly. My holiday shed is <laughs> it's in Miami. <laughs> so, what are we doing wrong? We're missing out here. Well, this is it, right? So the Verge reports on this uh, today. It says that uh, Google and iHeartMedia are settling with the Federal Trade Commission and seven state attorneys general for allegedly paying radio hosts to read endorsements of the Pixel 4 when the hosts hadn't actually used the phone. Can I just say at this point, without reading any more of this article, mm. as a radio person Uh-oh. is this news <laughs> sorry what? is this I, news oh, to me i i wait, this seems should we talk to the lawyers before you say another word Stephen no, Scott? I, honestly i i've i've worked in radio for years and we used to talk about things all the time and sometimes we had used them sometimes we hadn't is that illegal i don't know well can i just say that's never happened on this show or any show we've done are we getting money for nothing we well money for no we get well, no uh, money. Yeah, you can see that you can actually spin that both ways, arguably. Yeah, um, but yeah. So it says Google allegedly paid more than two point six million dollars to iHeartRadio. Wow, and almost two million dollars in connection with eleven smaller radio networks for the deceptive ads endorsing the Pixel Four. Well, I, I, didn't, slight... I didn't get that. I must admit, we did read stuff for you in my day, but you didn't. Um, you didn't get paid for it. I've got a slight problem here. It's a bit like the the. Um sponsored content you see in influencers youtube or tiktok or twitter mm. or whatever it may be you know is is it because deceptive ads so were they meant to be ads or were they well were they truly me, deceptive you know yeah let me read this so it says for the ads google provided scripts for hosts to read on air 
which they do for sponsorship anyway. Oh. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes the radio station does its own thing. I mean, it depends. I don't know how American radio works. It's maybe different, but... And in the UK, we we don't we don't do this over here. We don't read our own ads. We do what they call editorial, which is a bit different. So you wouldn't have a script that you would read out. You would you would have a talk up about a product, perhaps, but it would be very clear that you weren't endorsing the product. That was the key. That I couldn't endorse the product, but I could talk about the product. Yes, that yeah. was the difference. This is, I think, maybe a little different. So we actually have the script. It says the only thing I love more than taking the perfect photo, taking the perfect photo at night. Hey, if uh, iHeartRadio are looking for a show, uh, we could do this. Um, With Google Pixel 4, both are a cinch. It's my favourite phone camera out there, especially in low light, thanks to night sight mode. I've been taking studio-like photos of everything. My son's football game, a meteor shower, a rare rare spotted owl that landed in my backyard. Well, first off, I don't have um, a son. Uh, Meteor showers I am unaware of in my part of the world. And owls... Yeah. Um, no, we're against owls. So yeah, this was the kind of thing. So and it goes on and on, and it says, you know, I, I could I could read up on the latest health fads. I could ask for directions. Need as goat. I'm yoga sorry, class. is this a script to multiple DJs then? Yeah. Because then obviously, wouldn't no wonder if they got caught doing it. At least do a different script for each one. That is yeah, so but strange. remember, remember that this is on different stations, and all of these guys work, especially in the radio business in, the, in America. A lot of the guys work on stations, so one guy might work on a channel. And then go off and do another four shows across four other channels, and because ah, it's a different, yeah. you know, like Clear Channel, I think it was that had like two hundred stations, and wow. you know you'd have all these presenters that would just you know go between all of them. So this is this is kind of normal stuff. But they they, they did put uh, recordings, uh, examples of it on the FT, FTC's website, and they said they they do stick pretty close to the script. But they said for the majority of Pixel Four ads. Hosts were not given Pixel 4s before they recorded the ad spots, uh, despite iHeartMedia asking for phones ahead of recording on October 19, as noted in the complaint. Well, that's interesting. iHeart later asked again for phones after Google requested additional ads in January 2020, and Google eventually just sent five or one for each market where the ads would be recorded. Nearly 29,000 of the deceptive ads aired in 2019 and 2020. Now, as part of the settlement, both Google and iHeartMedia will be barred from misrepresenting endorsers' experiences. Google can't misrepresent experiences with covered products, including its consumer products, while iHeartMedia can't misinterpret experiences with any consumer product or service. Google and iHeartRadio will also pay $9.4 million to the states they're settling with. Wow. A lot of money in there. That's quite blatant, though. I mean, there, there is no defending that. I, I was sort of thinking, well, maybe it's you know a misunderstanding about what sponsorship actually is, but it's not. That is just purely deceptive. You well, can't endorse yeah, something de- like that. Deceptive it's- feels a little bit harsh as a word, though, in this case. I, I yeah, know what you mean, saying, and I know why they're I'm saying it. I'm taking photos of my son, because th- you, that first sentence you read out, do you like taking photos? And with this, it's a, it sounded like an advert. I, 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 I would just assume, okay, this is a sponsorship spiel that he's reading out. But as soon as you start saying, I take pictures of my son and you know my backyard or whatever it was, that's yeah, different. I that is trying to to that is deceiving someone if you yeah, haven't actually done it. Yeah, no, you're right. Actually, that is especially when you're starting to get into that kind of thing. I mean, like I say, we used to do some of this stuff in, in the, the old days, but oh. not not to that degree. I mean, and I'll tell you something else. If we did have to talk about a product, we had actually had a chance to use it first. Uh, and to be fair, I'm talking about an electric toothbrush, which I will say we all never used once. You know, well, for for health between, reasons of nothing between else. the whole station. <laughs> <laughs> 17 people using the one toothbrush. I like it. It's very good. We've all you got like mouth cleaning ulcers your now, teeth? but you know, yeah. <laughs> the first time I got a mouth ulcer, I thought to myself, oh, if only I hadn't used that same toothbrush that 17 other people had used. That's not cool. Bad Google. Bad, yeah. bad Google. iHeartRadio? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Yes, bad, bad everyone. That's not a good story. I don't that, like yeah, that. that's an interesting one. Um, Hey, listen, we've got to talk about Elon Musk because uh, he is no, out again. we don't again. have to. No, no we, we do. No. Have we got the uh, alert Elon Musk <laughs> alert jingle? We, we need to work <laughs> on that. That's it. Um, <sighs> so Elon is at it again, and this time in his sight is Apple. Now, if you haven't been following this uh, on Twitter, there's been a bit of a back and forward. It is, honestly, I am now watching my Twitter feed with popcorn. It is so good. It's like a soap opera on there. 
Um, and it's then just he's doing the right thing. Old Elon, it's working. Well, hey, listen, he's got he's getting people, you know, engaging because, well, yeah, people yeah. people love a mess Bums on seats. <laughs> people <laughs> love a crash, so they're going to watch this. Um, I still don't think it's going to fall apart, by the way. Um, but I have to say, this is an interesting one. So, according to the BBC. Elon Musk has said Apple has halted most of its uh, advertising on Twitter and accused the company of threatening to remove the platform from its app store. Uh, the feud comes as many companies have halted spending on Twitter amid concerns about Mr. Musk's content moderation plans for the site. Apple has not responded to requests for comment from the BBC in this article. Mr. Musk has said Twitter has seen a massive drop in revenue, blaming activists for pressuring advertisers. And in a series of tweets yesterday... He accused Apple of censorship and criticised its policies, including the charge it levies on purchases made to the App Store. Uh, Elon wrote, Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? He appealed directly to Apple's CEO, asking, what's going on here at Tim Cook? The owner of the social media platform also claimed Apple had threatened to withhold Twitter from its App Store, but did not say why. Mr Musk, who purchased Twitter for the eye-watering $44 billion last month wow. is under pressure as some companies halt spending. And he has said he hopes to make money by turning Twitter verification into a paid subscription service. But currently, the vast majority of the site's revenue does come from advertising. Um, and it's not the only one to stop advertising. Um, Cheerios, the, the uh, cereal, um, yep. ge- uh, cereal maker, uh, General Mills, um, also Volkswagen, are among the firms that have halted their spending in recent weeks. Media Matters is a watchdog site and reported last week that half of Twitter's top advertisers had pulled their advertising on Twitter after concerns about the direction. Apple's media agency, Omicom, that's an unfortunate name when you think about it, Omicom, <laughs> Omnicom, I think that is, uh, recommended Silicon Valley giant pause advertising on the platform due, uh, out of concern for Apple's brand safety. And, brand uh, safety that's it's so weird this advertising speak um yes it, it's more i don't even think it's so much companies themselves that are pulling it it's more these advertising and pr companies that that manage companies advertisements they're recommending that they don't do this they're, that that media matters isn't the only place there's there's actual advertising um bureaus out there that are recommending that companies don't do it i i <clears throat> It's a strange one, though, isn't it? I, I thought I find uh, Elon's tweet about are they against free speech in America? I, I slightly cringe at that. Um, it, it's all about the advertising, then, isn't it? It's about that revenue stream that's more important. I think no one wants th- th- their brand associated side by side with a tweet that is, you know, uses some sort of hate language or something. I, I can understand it. Yeah, this is it's a difficult one, this one. I mean, you're right. I mean, companies will immediately back away if there's any sense of trouble. Of they just do not want to be known about it. I mean, you know, and the thing is that these days, and, you know, I know that I talk about cancel culture and I get into all this, but, you know, look at someone like Kanye West, for example, and the things he's said, which, frankly, are unforgivable. And, you know, other companies, and, and I think it was Adidas was one of the big companies that pulled out the yep. sponsorship from him. And a lot of others as well. It wasn't just them. And they just pulled the money. And, you know, they've, they've made real impact to him because, you know, this was that was all, I think, his income had gone. And I think he thought that they would just be able to keep going. And people say to me all the time, they say, well, you know, people shouldn't be allowed to say what they want. And I say, yeah, but if they do say what they want, and they will anyway, then, you know, there has to be consequences. And in that case, there exactly was. Exactly right. There has to be consequences for it. Free speech uh, comes with... Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's free speech, but I think the problem is that we get. I go back to this whole personal responsibility thing, and that's ultimately where I stand on it. That yeah, free speech comes with responsibility, yeah. and we can all choose what we say. We can all choose what we say publicly, and even privately, right? I mean, you know, I, I grew up with family members, and we all—I'm sure well, I don't know if we all have, but certainly some of us probably have family members who, you know, if you were to take them out of their environment. And put them in a public you know, space, you'd be terrified, you know, because you were thinking, yes. oh, God, you know, they're going to say something horrible. Um, and I've had that experience many a time in my life. And I've just thought, look, I don't feel that way. And actually, their attitudes kind of made me look differently because I thought, why are you talking like that? Why are you behaving that way? Yes. What is it about 
these people you don't like. <laughs> and yes. I can often came back with the attitude of, actually, I don't think there's a problem here. I think maybe you've got the problem, not anyone else. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that aside, this, this isn't really the issue here, to be honest. It's more about the App Store and the fact that Apple could pull it from the App Store. Do you think they're going to do that? So hard to say with Apple, right? They pulled Parler um, yeah, until right, they yeah. did, uh, till they revised their T's and C's, their terms and conditions to address hate speech and things like that. But again, you know, it's it's so difficult when it comes to free speech where that line is. What's offensive? What so, the Truth Social app was on there, wasn't it? Oh, isn't that the? Um, that's yeah, a, do you know that's what? The, I the Trump I don't one, know, that's so. Trump's one. Yes. I, you I mean, know what? I, I mean, know. it's, it's kind of difficult, right? Isn't it? Because you think, well, hang on. If you put that on, I mean, I, I I tend to think that Apple maybe shouldn't be. Quite, I mean, I know why they're doing it, but did, does anybody really think? Tell me if I'm wrong here, but does anybody really think that if Apple puts an app on the App Store, that somehow is relevant to their values directly? I, I do you know what I mean? No. I, 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 yeah, I, don't I know think exactly what you mean. It's an app store where people, companies, put their own product on. I don't. I don't see why Apple... Of course, there's some things where they may want to distance themselves, some obvious, you know, maybe illegal thing. Maybe, yeah, but that's, you know, there's a clear line in the sand when it comes to things like that. When it comes to social media platforms where people are free to say whatever they want, I... I yeah, I think Apple would be wrong to ban Twitter. Absolutely, if they pulled that out. And I think they were wrong to ban Parler. But again... What did the terms and conditions say when it comes to, you know, what you could say on there? I, I don't know. See, I think, it's again, field, it's, right? it's back to that point of, I mean, I can total, I mean, I totally understand Apple's decision if they want to pull advertising. Totally get that. That makes so much sense to me. It's a, it's a brand decision. There are lots of things. And if you read that book, uh, what was it called again? The one by Trip Mickle, the Ask, uh, After Steve, that, that book, which yeah. has got so much in it, which kind of tells you how Apple respects and values its own brand. And you know whether you agree or disagree with that, it's very much part of how, what they do, and that's what it's all about for them. Totally understandable. But what's interesting to me is when it comes to the App Store, I think, do you know what? I don't know if you want to look at it in that way, you know, because I think the problem is you're always going to come up against the what aboutism. Well, what about Truth Social? Yeah. Or what about whatever else? You know, whatever. I saw something absolutely terrible on Facebook the other day. Does yeah. that mean you know Facebook should be pulled from? The App Store? Well, I mean, well, some would say yes, actually. Yeah. Well, they would say that's content moderation, right? And it's not being... Well, let's not get... I mean... You know what I mean? But that's that's where they would they would go with that one. Yeah, but, but the elephant I, in I the room is that there is adult, adult content on Twitter, so I hear. There's adult content on Twitter, right? So from that reason alone, if we're going Apple's uh, uh, you know, own principles, then they should pull it for that reason, let alone any hate speech. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it is a bit of, mm, I don't want to say favoritism. I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but yeah, they, they're not very consistent across the board maybe. And I can see why people would get upset and say, you know, why are you banning Parler and not banning this? I think it's quite a, a step if they actually make the move away from Twitter like that. I think that, that puts a real mark in the sand. And I think... Apple, you know, it's interesting because Elon Musk, dare I say this, and I'm no fan, I, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm a fan of Elon Musk. I just, I, I don't know that much about him. I'm just watching what everyone else is watching here. But what I do find is that if there's anybody on this planet right now who would be willing to take on a company like Apple and maybe even beat them down, it would be Elon Musk. Because really? he seems to, I, he just seems to hold that level of power at the moment. He seems to have that people in his grip. I don't be think so. Do I think it looks a little bit desperate. I'll be honest with you. Well, I don't. I don't like the style. If I'm honest, I think business should be conducted. You know, not necessarily entirely behind closed doors. But I don't think you should be doing it on, on a Twitter feed either. No, I think there's a balance to be struck. Um, well, it's just uh, Apple have pulled a, a sizable amount of revenue from Elon in the in the form of advertising. It seems like he's just throwing his toys out of the pram at the minute and saying about oh, you know, pulling it and and uh, the thirty percent cut. These are so, all yeah. Let's talk about that because that that thirty percent cut. So what we're talking about here, because this is I was trying to get my head around what the, the issue here was. But essentially, if Apple take between fifteen and and thirty percent for in app purchases, I'm guessing that means that if he Elon Musk that is sets up the $8 a month thing, yes. that Apple would get the cut of that. 
Absolutely. And he's not happy with this. Elon doesn't want that, obviously. No, well, Epic Games, obviously, where it took Apple to court over this as well. And yeah, we did get article, some sort yeah. of uh, concession with the 15%. Certain companies, if they uh, under a certain, I can't remember what the benchmark is of revenue, then they will pay 15%, not 30%. But, I mean, it, it, it is actually a valid argument. Why, why are Apple you know, charging that amount? But at the same time... You don't have to have your app in the app store if you don't want it. If you, you know, if you don't agree to those terms, it, it is that that case. So I, I don't honestly, Elon. He confuses me so much, and I, I just don't think. I think sometimes he's given more credit than he deserves. Right now, I think he's absolutely thrashing around trying to justify that forty-four billion that he was forced in the end to pay for Twitter. And I think he's desperately looking in some way to try and get that money back, no matter what. And I think that's what it comes down to, fighting back about this advertising uh, revenue that he's losing. Well, it says here, that one of the final lines in the article uh, from the BBC, it says, In picking a fight with Apple, Elon Musk is wading into a wider debate over the clout that Apple wields over online activity via its app store, which is the way that iPhone owners download games and other apps. And I think that's the key point here is that he could actually spark a debate, whether intentional or otherwise, whether selfishly or not. He is bringing up, he is picking on a sore here, which, you know, he's not alone in picking. You no, know, absolutely Epic, not. Epic, as yeah. you say, um, Meta have also been critical over the years of, of the whole kind of power that Apple holds over its own apps, Facebook and Instagram. Um, there was even a, well, this was just nonsense, but there was even the, the tweets that were following saying, you know, hey, why do you, why do you buy BlackBerry's IP and recreate the BlackBerry phone? You know, just make your own phone, oh, Elon. Wow. And, you know, we could all just Hang buy on. that. Wasn't there a Tesla it's never phone? Never going to happen. Uh, yeah, there was a Tesla phone. Yeah, that's What's right. That? Yeah, I there remember was a Tesla reading phone. about it back. Yeah, okay. Interesting wow. times. But yes. you know what? Elon certainly gives us plenty. There's many, many column inches been given over to him for sure. And uh, I don't think we're over yet. But um, we needed a new Steve Jobs, didn't we? I mean, you know. You could argue he's feeling some. Do you know? Yeah, do you know? I'd rather Steve Jobs back, though. To be perfectly honest, I think at least Steve, we knew well, what the direction of travel. He was hardly a a lovely gentleman by all <laughs> no, accounts. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't at all. But again, he dare I say he kept in his lane. He did what he did. Um, yeah, but what he did was sometimes very, very questionable when it comes to morals and uh, even business practices. <laughs> well, yeah, arguably. But then, would the devices we have today be in existence? if Tim Cook had been in charge of that company for all that time. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. don't know, would the iPhone have changed everything? Because let's be honest, it did. But that's the thing, though, as well, right? Because the iPhone has made such a difference to us as blind or visually impaired people that we sort of, okay, I love this thing so much. I'm going to overlook some of the <laughs> some of the more questionable aspects of maybe Apple or even Steve Jobs. We do that. It's, it's, well, this is, this, is the, this is where, yes, and I have to say, this is where I find hypocrisy to exist a lot of the time. A lot of people who, you know, have been very critical about Twitter, the same people are happy to use products that they know have come from, you yeah. know, questionable places. I mean, especially in the past, we knew about what was going on in, in, with Apple and where products were being made and, and the conditions people were working in. Yes, that may have changed. Yes, they may be bringing more jobs back to the US. That's great. But, you know, there was a time when, you know, these products were being made in very, you know, dodgy places with people who were not getting good, you know, working conditions and everything. Yeah, worse than that in some cases. Yes. And, you know, and we're all happy to buy them. And that's the thing, you know, so the, the hypocrisy exists with with a lot of us, right? So, and that's and I think in some ways you have to kind of cut yourself some slack. You can't. This is why I always say you can't fight every single battle all the time. And this is where the the woke puritanicals come in and all want to, you know, we want to be absolutely pure about everything and you know run the purity test on all of us. And it's just not possible. It just isn't possible. Nobody's perfect. No. And if they tell you they are perfect, they're probably lying. Um. Anyway, why? No more Twitter. That's it. Thank you. We're going to talk Sunuban next. I know you're excited about this. We're going to hear Marianne yes. uh, from the company. I interviewed her back in 2019. We'll hear that conversation next. This is Double Tap. Can't get enough Double Tap? Subscribe to the podcast and get your fill of Double Tap every day. Visit DoubleTapOnAir.com and follow us now. We'll be right back. 
This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Double Tap on AMI Audio and Podcast. Great to have you with us today. Thank you so much for listening, wherever you are in the world. Apparently, I've heard that there are people listening to us in every corner of this globe, even in places where the internet isn't even available yet. Does does a globe have corners? Hmm. Well, now, hey, listen, if you go on Twitter, you'll find someone who'll have that view. Uh, I'm, sure, yes. I'm sure somebody will agree with you on that one. <sighs> yeah, it's completely flat, and you'll fall off the edge if you keep walking. All right, stop that now. Okay, yes, thank you for listening. Hello, how are you? Yeah, listen, there are people listening to us. There, there are seals in Antarctica who figured out how to get the internet on their internet ice radio. and. Oh, I, yeah, and they're not listening to it. I think we'll just leave that analogy or metaphor or whatever that is there. Uh, but yes, listen, thank you so much for listening. Keep your feedback coming as well. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Wherever you are in the world, get in touch and say hello. And don't be scared. Get in touch. And you're you scared. Uh, no, just honestly, the amount of people. scared of us. No, they're not, they're not scared of us. But, you know, people uh, often people often scared to write in because they think, oh, he's going to read out my email. And, oh, my God, he's going to read out my email. I, I, I did this this morning because I was saying to you I didn't sleep well this morning, so I was listening to the guy on the radio, and I texted the guy in, and he read out my message on air. And did I you get a little, you, little I, tremble? I was little so thrill. excited when uh, I heard that. Yeah. I was, this is the greatest still, thing ever. Still do. Yeah. 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 It's, no, it's no different to me, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I remember the first time it happened. It was a late, it was always late night radio with me. Always listening to the radio through the night. And um, I remember, you know, I, I called in and left a message and they read it out on air and it was the best feeling in the world. It really yeah. was. It was weird. I've just started doing that now. I've started texting these. Oh, you're days. getting to that age. When I'm, yeah, I when disagree I'm... with everybody about everything. No, no. It's a, <laughs> Oh, that was uh, Kachikugu from the 1982. Oh, yeah, that's sort of that kind of league, right? Okay. But Music it's always, radio. <laughs> it's always in the middle. Maybe of the night or early hours when it's only like two of us I'm sure that that text in so uh, you even start to get in battles with other people that text in <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny right because you, you think that radio of all the mediums and it's funny because a lot of people still think this even uh, you know a lot of people today think radio is dead and you know it so isn't it, it will live on forever I love radio I, I listen to more radio than, than watch TV by far and that's a that's partly a blind thing, right? I mean, let's be honest. I I've found I've I have not watched much TV at all in the past few months or years. I've really cut down. I used to watch TV all the time. My wife and I would sit and watch loads of shows and yeah, documentaries and dramas. Yeah, and I've just stopped watching them. I just but, and, and my wife is into audiobooks. Smart, you know, smart TV, uh, not smart TV. Sorry, do you put that down to the smartphone though? Um, because my kids, well, I said kids, they're in their twenties, but. I mean, they've never watched TV, apart from when they were toddlers watching Teletubbies or whatever it may be. They never watch terrestrial TV. It's yeah. always on their computers or on their tablets or on their smartphones, Netflix, some weird Japanese anime, Lupin, Detective, whatever. I, I have no idea. Well, but, they had more access to, but they've more access to more stuff like that, right? I mean, we didn't have access to that as kids. We had what the TV showed, right? We had the radio. That, that was all we had. We, we only, you know... I'll give you an example of this, right? Someone said to me, um, I can't remember who said this. Might have been our, our wonderful Mr. F. Um, God bless you, Mr. F. I thought you might say that. Thank you. And, um, but someone had said to me, you know, there was a time when you were on the radio. I remember when I was starting out on radio, you were up against the people who were on at the same time, right? So they'd always say that, you know, at that time, you were, if you were on air at 10 o'clock at night, you are on up against everybody else who's on at 10 o'clock at night on Same time all the radio yeah. stations, right? Yeah. But they said, no, you're actually up against every single thing that has ever been made. <laughs> it's true. Because everything's online. Everything is available all the time. So, you know, people who, and this is why I genuinely am so grateful people listen to this show. Because you've got so many other things you could be doing. You could be listening to all kinds of stuff, watching all kinds of stuff, and you choose to listen to this, and it means so much. It yeah. genuinely does, because you could honestly be doing so much better with your life. Wow, I'm not sure where <laughs> this is going. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean. Please keep listening. But no, but I, I mean that sincerely. I do. I really do appreciate people who, who, who do listen in from all around the world who pick our show to to listen to. Yeah. Um, but but it does it, it does. 
Yeah, I think I have changed viewing habits for sure. I think part of it because, I, I mean, uh, we watched a film the other night and um, it was a Christmas film. It's called Krampus. I've never seen it before. Oh, and, I've heard of it. Never seen it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's a horror. I, I didn't really get into it. And part of the reason was because... Horror? Yeah, it's like a Christmas horror. I think it's like the, the, the Christmas spirit is dead in the family and, you know, this thing comes and I have no idea what happens because I don't watch it. But oh. the reason I didn't watch it is because it didn't have AD. Didn't have described yeah, videos, I'm so out. I thought I'm out. And I tried. I gave it a go. And do you know that way you think to yourself, right? Let tonight I'm putting my eyesight to the test. Let's see yeah. how far into this film I can get. <laughs> and honestly, I got about twenty yeah. minutes, and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And my wife's going, "If only we had AD, we could maybe make some sense out of this." And I'm like, "Yeah, do, do I just forget it?" And then we found it on Netflix. We actually found it on Netflix with AD. We thought, right, we'll go back to. It. So we will eventually, but. You know, the Eventually, we but that's it. the thing, right? I, that's why I'm sort of kicking back about, is it a blind thing that you know, we don't watch TV? So much? I'm not entirely sure it is. I think it is because of the, the rise of on-demand whatever media. Well, hang on. You're talking about two different things. You're talking TV versus video. I would say I'd put it in that category. So you're mm. thinking video. So video to me is basically TV, what's on television at the moment, what's online, what's yes. on YouTube, what's on demand, what's on Netflix, Prime, whatever. I'm thinking that kind of thing rather than, you know, because I, I agree. I think TV in and of itself, people are moving away from. People don't want to sit down and watch the show at that time anymore. No. They want to watch it when they want to watch it. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure. it started with the DVR, didn't it? It started when we, we could record shows and you were able to record a show and you could, I remember that, for, I remember years back when the VHS recorders and you would t- record something and... <laughs> Because the time had shifted, maybe something was on and something ran late. The video recorder would record at say seven thirty to eight pm, oh, and then yes. it would miss That's right. some. You know, the ending would be cut off. You yes. know, or something would go wrong. And you know, then you know, DVRs came along and they managed to fix that so that you know, if the show ran late, the DVR would accommodate for it. That felt like magic. That was very clever. How did they do that? I can't remember now. There was some sort of signal at the start of the broadcast rather than. Yeah, that's right. Just going off the time. Yeah, it's very good. Yes. And then, of course, now you have on demand. And what's happened now is we, we're in a position where we have everything available to us all the time. But what that does, and it's the same thing that happened to me with music, was that I feel as much as I have every single song available to me that I could ever want, I feel entirely bereft of music. Does that make sense? It's like I have every song available mm-hmm. on earth. Yes. But I have nothing to listen to because it's just too much. It's like, how oh, can I go through no, all this on, stuff no. No, to find ra- what I'm looking for? And do you know what happens? I end up listening to the same album over and over again. ACDC, yeah. Play ACDC, yeah, all the time. Lionel Richie Tuskegee, best album ever made, <sighs> bar none. The Fleetwood Mac, Tusk, what are you talking about? Come on now. Carol anyway. King Tapestry, I mean, come on. <laughs> best of the Carpenters, I mean, Madness come Divine. on. Right, stop it. Stop it. No. No, See, we are very different people when it comes to music. <laughs> it's whatever you listen to when you were growing up at a certain age. It, that's the music that I just constantly play again and again and yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And I'm doing more of that. I find that, actually. It's funny because we, we've we been listening to songs and you know, put music on at night. And it's funny because even though I do occasionally dip into newer stuff, it feels so alien to me, the newer stuff. Absolutely. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, oh my God, we sound so old today. Wow, sorry. Jeez. Grumpy old men talking. Welcome to the new show. Shall we talk about Sunu Band? Please. This is for Ronnie. Yes, this is for Ronnie. And it's for anybody out there who's interested in this, because I, I think a lot of you have been, you know, intrigued by these devices. And what you'll hear is me talking to Mariana from the Sunu Band company back in 2019. I don't know if Mariana's still with the company. If she is, great. If she's not, then... I hope you're having a fantastic life wherever you are, Mariana. But for the purposes of this conversation... Very nice of you. This was, I'm a very nice person. Um, back in 2019, we had the conversation at Site Village in Birmingham. We had a nice little conversation about it, and we got a demo as well. So have a listen to this, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. And I'm really keen to get your take on this one, Sean. Hello, uh, my name is Mariana. I am from Sunu. We are a Mexican-American company. We developed the Sunu Band, which is the first Sonar smartwatch for blind and visually impaired. So over here we have a Sonar sensor. 
So through haptic vibrations, it's going to tell you how close or how far you are from an object protecting the upper body. So if there's like a nibble tree branch over there that might hit your face, the Sunuban will let you know, and it's going to help you avoid a lot of obstacles. You can use the Sunuban with or without a smartphone. If you use it with the smartphone, then you can customize every aspect of the Sunuban, like the range detection. It can be from half a meter to five meters. Uh, you can have a watch, you can set up your alarms, and we also have a compass and an accessible GPS navigation. Wow. So it's using Google Maps from your phone, and it has a compass integrated in the Sunuban. So in case you want to go to Starbucks, then the Sunuban will it, the Google Maps is going to tell you the right directions to, to get to the place. But if it tells you, walk 200 meters to the southwest, then you're like, okay, what thank you, but where's the southwest? Yeah. So you can use the Sunuban, you can scan, and whenever it starts vibrating, then it means that that's the right direction where you have to start walking. So you're going to have the haptic feedback from the Sunuban and the voice feedback from Google Maps so you can arrive safe to your destination. Wow, we've got to try it out. Can I try it? Yes, of course. Can definitely. you put it on my arm? Definitely. Will it fit to. this large arm of mine? <laughs> it's perfect. I feel like we should be getting married at this point. There's, there's some kind of ceremony going on here. Uh, okay, so... Right, okay, so that's interesting. So mm -hmm. is that the sensor I'm feeling? So there's a kind of a, a yes. ring essentially on this? There's like a small uh, metal cylinder that you're feeling. Yeah. This is the sonar sensor. The Sunuban, yeah, I feel a little grill there. Uh -huh. yeah. The Sunuban is very small, it's okay. very discreet, it's very light. It actually looks like a regular smart... Uh, is that a display? Is there something here? Yeah, this is the flat surface that you're touching over it's a here. Flat, like, flat display. Uh -huh. Is a touchpad. Okay. So you're going to manage the Sunuban with two buttons over here. Navigation button, home button, and this is the touchpad. Okay. So the sensor goes aligned with your thumb. Why? When you're walking, naturally your hand is facing like that. Yeah. You can use your thumb as a guide to know where the sensor is pointing. So right now, I'm going to turn it on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you tell me what are you feeling, please? Okay, so right now I'm getting a solid, it's like a solid buzzing, a solid vibrating. Constant vibration. Is that because you're in front of me? Yes. Notice what happens if I start to get farther. Okay, that's weakening. Mm -hmm. And it's gone. If I start to get closer. Yep, there we go. It starts vibrating more heavily and then it's a solid line. So if I turn a little bit to my right. Oh yeah, there we go. So it's a clear path obviously in front of me. Exactly. Notice what happened if I'm just walking by. Yep. I could feel you walking past. I could it's feel you walking past time. and I could actually feel uh -huh. you walking past at the same time. That's really interesting. So that's a really... I mean, that's incredible. And that, and that will work for what kind of height, what kind of... I mean, obviously the cane I use mm -hmm. to get around. We recommend it to use it in the opposite hand where you use a white yeah, cane. Because otherwise so, you'd be... It would work, wouldn't it? Exactly. So you can be scanning with the hand that is on your Sunuban. So right now you're pointing in front, but if you want to know what's on your right side, then you can just give it a small and a discreet twist and then you'll have a better idea of your surroundings. That's right, so you can tell where the path is clear. Exactly. If you, use the, if you use the Sunuban with a smartphone, which is available for Android or iOS, the Sunu app, uh, you can customize the range and also the, the detection area. So right, let's okay. say like the waves come as a cone, so you can put it a little bit more narrow or a little bit more wide. So indoors, I recommend it to have it narrow, and outdoors, I recommend it to have it more wide so we can detect like the long hanging up branches, exactly. yeah, all the things that I tend to walk into. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and that'll pick up on that. Do you get any detection of height with it, or is it, is it the no, same vibration? No, like um, the waves just go, and uh, uh, if they detect the obstacles, then they will bounce. The Sunuban will get that information, and that's how you receive like the vibration. And you said other things it can do as well. So I mean, obviously the key thing is it's about navigation it's mm -hmm. about helping you know what's in front of you exactly but this touchpad can do other things yes this is how you manage everything right now I have my my phone on the pocket so I'm gonna bring a speaker just so we can listen better okay. but everything you manage it from the from the Sunuban okay. so we have the home button and the navigation button home button here uh huh navigation button here yeah the home button is the one that is closer to the sensor and okay. the navigation button is farther Got so it. okay I'm gonna enter to the menu, place finder app to start double tap. You can swipe into the menu. Compass app to start double tap. We have a compass. Wow. 
Let's say we want to go to the place, place finder app to start double tap. Entering place finder app. We have preset categories which you can swipe. Subway station. No subway station nearby. No subway no station way, nearby. Bang. Let's say we want to go to the bank. Yep. I double tap. Secure trust bank or swipe to select another place in the same direction. Let's say we want to go to that bank. Getting directions to secure trust bank. Navigation to secure trust bank started. Tap and hold the sudden. So now it's gonna give you all the directions. And it's gonna speak those directions. Yeah, Turn you can, left toward Cranmore A. You can use Turn the speakers right or you can use your headphones. That's why we're making a partnership with Apple. It's determined to get us to turn right, isn't it? It wants us to turn right. Yeah, it does. But the the the, the cool thing about the Sunuban is you can scan and whenever it starts vibrating, it's the right direction that you have to show up. Oh, I see. Right now, it's vibrating here. So, so that's not vibration telling me there's something in my obstacles or something in my way. That's telling me the direction of travel. Exactly. That's fascinating. Yes. So you're going to have the haptic feedback from the Sunuban and the voice feedback from Google Maps. Amazing. Wow. This incredible product, Mariana. It's incredible. Uh, thank you very much. My I will pleasure. now walk away with this on. Goodbye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Really great to hear uh, Mariana there talking to me as I tried to steal that uh, Sunu band. Yeah, no wonder she doesn't wear it there anymore. <laughs> she lets someone walk off with her. It's your fault. Oh, she caught me. Don't worry. She caught me. She wasn't letting me go anywhere. Um, but uh, it was really interesting, wasn't it, just to learn how that worked and all the, the features and functions that it had at that time. And, of course, the app's been updated since then, so there's a lot more uh, cool stuff being added to it. So, yeah, what, what was your thoughts? No, absolutely. I'm really intrigued by this one. I would love to try it. Just, just I mentioned this yesterday, but just walking up the shop just now before we started recording, and uh, there's a road with so many cars that are parked on the pavement, and I feel really uncomfortable walking up that road because I just don't know where they could. They move all the time. <laughs> you know, they're parked in different places all the time. Mm. And something like this, I think, would, would really, really help. Um, so, yeah, I would be really intrigued to try this one out. I know. Do you have one? Have you actually got one in your in your possession right now? I had one in my possession. Oh. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. I will find it. And oh, if it's I in the can find it, I will send it to you. Yes. And you can, you can test that. So it's something you haven't found. You know, it's not part of your <sighs> I, everyday mobility. I had the issue with it where... I felt it was just giving me so much feedback. I couldn't, my brain just can't process. I think I have a problem because I cannot seem to process any more than, you know, the, the basic level of information at once. Well, maybe that comes down to fine-tuning it. Like she said yeah. there, you can you can uh, um, set the width or the focus of the sonar beam, if you like, so wider or, or more concentrated. Um, yeah, maybe that's the case. It's just picking up too many detecting too many obstacles and that's you know it was picking up i mean it, it seemed to be it was picking up information and yet there was nothing there you know i was kind of like there's nothing here what's it picking up mind you it could yeah. have been picking something up at head height or just above head height that i wasn't noticing i don't know but there was a lot of information coming from it and i just felt it was almost a bit too much i was and i guess what i was kind of hoping for was it to be completely you know like when you're walking straight down the road you want it to be that there's no vibration at all. And then, you know, there would That's be right. yeah. definitely something if, you know, at, at some point, and that was like a guarantee. It's almost like you want a black and white on it, you know? It wasn't like you want, you didn't want vague, didn't want vagaries on it. You it's didn't want it to like be like object Ooh. recognition. It's almost yeah. like I want L LIDAR to, to, to become. It's like, oh, that's a car, so I'm going to alert you to that, but I'm not going to alert you to, I don't know, I've just seen a curb or whatever. It's, hmm, yeah. I think but there's something in, the, the, this technology is, definitely going somewhere and you know that's the great thing about it is it, definitely this technology is is here to stay useful. and it's very useful and i think when you if you were able to build that into ai into lidar into glasses no see, steady you know down the line maybe well they were the first ones though weren't they i, I remember sonar sunglasses yeah, for, right. yeah, years ago, and that was very good for branches and overhead stuff like oh, that. Oh, you just reminded me. I'll say this before we go. Oh, so sunglasses. You know, we're always talking about the Bose frames and the Anchor yes. Sunco frames. 
So this one came up in my Facebook feed the other day, and I'm always a little bit wary when I see ads on Facebook. Not, I just you know that way. I, I don't naturally buy from Facebook, so it's not a place I would go to buy. I would things. normally not recommend it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've heard some rumors, right? But this one came up, and it's a pair of sunglasses which have audio in them, but it also has the ability to change the level of tint in the app, so you can go from clear to full black, full blackout. Like in the app, you can change the glasses and the and the level oh. of tint as well. So that's a new feature that I'd never heard Digital of. Digital reactor light. I used to have reactor lights when I was reactor light. Yeah, but this this <laughs> one's actually controllable in the app. So yeah. if you go in somewhere, you can say, "Well, no, actually, I prefer this to be." And you know the way that I feel sometimes with the light level, it'd be nice to have some. Sometimes you think I could do with a bit more light. Sometimes I could really do without it. So that sounds quite good. And you can you can have it. I think set where you can have a button on the actual glasses do it, or the app itself can do it. Now, of course, the question is going to be how accessible is that app? And do they actually exist when I'm talking about Facebook ads? Because there have been a few of those where they don't actually send you anything. But, I mean, hey, if these exist, they will be in other places, not just a Facebook advert. So we should look, see if we can find these anywhere. It's just really interesting, isn't it? It's a really, really interesting time with all this stuff. Yeah. I, um, I'll be interested to see what, what comes up. I may get myself up here. It's a company called Ampere, A M P. E-R-E. And um, I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit hesitant to buy it, but I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know. What sort of price are we talking here? Well, we're talking about so £200, so what's that? Okay, a fortune. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a lot uh, of money. Yeah, yeah. See if you can talk to the company direct, maybe, rather than... Well, I don't know. I was tempted to. I was tempted to get them just to try them out. But um, yes. yeah, we shall see. I mean, not that dissimilar to Bose Frames. I mean, not much more expensive if you think about it. No, no, no. It's just the fact I, I'm, I'm sort of focusing on where they're advertising rather mm. than... Me too. I, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we'll we'll find out. if uh, Maybe it's something we can get them to send us up here. We can try them out. I just, I like the idea of changing the tint on the app. I think that sounds quite cool as yeah, well as having absolutely. the as, 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 and, and some of the reviews, I mean, I read the reviews, but... Yeah. Yeah. You never know, right? Yeah. You just never know. Until you try it for yourself. Starting story there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Listen, we're out of time. Thank you for today. That was a lot of fun. And um, we will do this again tomorrow. Thank you. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.